So today we're talking about the easiest way to find out how to improve your business. Really, this is about quick wins. How do you find the low hanging fruit and snip it from the tree to enjoy quick wins in your business? This is the Underdog Workplace Edge, where small businesses wield their size to win big. Here's your host, Aaron Colbert. Do you need some quick wins in your business so that you can reduce costs or eliminate some firefighting you do every week in it? As the leader or owner, you probably know a lot about all of the processes and procedures everyone's working on, but you're not an expert in them. That's because you're not using those things day in and day out. No, you're running the business. You're putting out the big fires. Who are the experts in the daily interactions and the daily transactions of your business? Hopefully you're saying, ah, the employees are. Now, as a small business leader, this is great news. Let me tell you why with a story. It all goes back to a voicemail I received about 10 years ago. The previous day, I had given the CEO a solo tutorial on how to find top line information about client retention. I had been pretty careful to give him a total picture of the data because I knew he would quickly spot the problem areas. I didn't want him to have the wrong idea that everything was just peachy. I did have that option to kind of sculpt the data. And I said, you know what? I just can't go there. I have to portray the real result. What's really going on after all. He was the CEO and he needed the best quality information available. So his decisions are well informed. The next day I got the voicemail. He asked me this question. I want your unvarnished feedback. What is holding us back? Where do we have the holes that need to be addressed? (laughs) I was sitting there just like, not knowing what to do in that moment, thinking, I can't believe he's asking me this. You see, he knew that I knew what was wrong. He was essentially asking me to tell him if our vice presidents were doing what they were supposed to be doing. That's what the data was about. You have to understand, every large company has a training department. And in my experience, they are typically untapped as a resource. If you really want to know what's going on in a company and holding it back, talk to a trainer who has trained people in multiple areas of the company. They'll tell you where you have competing priorities. They'll tell you where the processes are broken and where people have lost faith in a process or a leader or a group of leaders. They can tell you what your biggest issues are. But the many layers and departments in a large company make it not just difficult, but messy to get the real messages about the problems from the frontline employee all the way to the CEO. There are so many people in between who have a vested interest to keep that information secret. Your advantage as a small company is that you can build trust with all of your people so that you don't need to hire consultants to tell you what's wrong. If you're looking for quick ways to improve something in your business, there's one easy place for you to start. You just ask every employee. Now, you need to make sure you're willing to pay the cost. What do I mean by that? 
Well, you have to commit time to see this thing through. You have to commit to three different rules, in fact. Otherwise, this will easily backfire on you. I'm not trying to scare you because I really want you to do this um, because it will improve your business tremendously, but you need to be ready to do it all the way. So first, you've got to commit to ask everyone why. Well, they'll start talking to each other. It's the phone game where as soon as you talk to one employee, they're going to start talking at the proverbial water cooler, whether you have one or not. (laughs) Whenever the boss is asking questions about what people think about things, word travels fast. And guess what? Everyone wants to have a say in the workplace. As soon as they hear that you're talking to one person, they're going to wonder if you're going to talk to them, if you're going to talk to everybody else, they're going to be looking to see who you include in those conversations and who you don't. So you need to commit to talk to everyone. Otherwise, you will have a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of eroded trust. Secondly, you need to make sure you're willing to follow through on what they give you. You don't actually have to work on everything everybody mentions, but you better be ready to treat every idea with respect. For the ideas that you don't follow through on, write them down in the personnel file you have for that person. You want to remember that that idea they brought forward because they certainly will. You don't want to lose track of that. And once you get all of the ideas, You'll want to tell everyone how you decided what to focus on. If you will be bold in sharing your decision-making process with everyone, it's another way to build trust. The third rule, because we have three rules. The first one is talk to everyone. The second one is make sure you're willing to follow through on every idea and that you're willing to give them feedback at the very end about why their idea was not selected either in a group forum, you know, with your decision-making shared or individually. But finally, when you talk to each person, you want to make it easy for them to share their ideas with you by asking them non-threatening questions. How you approach them and ask them about this is critical because you want to make sure that you're not coming from a standpoint of, Hey, there's things wrong that we need to fix. No, Instead, you're going to position some opportunistic questions. And here they are. Here's one where you might say, okay, hey, Sue, it's been a while since you started working here. You've been working for us for six months. And and we love having you here, by the way. So I've got a question. What do you encounter in your job that's different than what you thought it would be? The essence of this question is helping Sue to kind of think through what she was anticipating, what she was expecting, what she was hoping for, and what actually became. And that helps her figure out, oh, there was a gap. You know, I was, I was hoping that I was going to be doing this and I'm actually doing more of this over here. And it's not necessarily a good news, bad news scenario. You're just giving her an opportunity to talk about expectations when she came in and how things are different, but that gives you a gauge for um, her dream walking in and her dream not matching up to reality. So that's one way you can ask. And this is great for people who have started most recently, because they're probably going to have a harder time giving you a lot of low hanging fruit, they're still learning. 
I'll, I say that, but if you ever focus on an onboarding program with me and there's one underway in construction, we'll talk about how they can help you in the first few weeks they're with you. So then more to come on that. But once somebody has been in your business for a few months, um, they're not yet mature enough to get to the level for the next two questions. But let's talk about these next two questions. You might ask Fred, Hey, Fred, I know you're great at XYZ. And as you're doing that, whatever that task or responsibility is, um, I'm putting that in parentheses, you know, if you could wave your magic wand on something you do on a regular basis, what would it be? So you're acknowledging that Fred's already great at something. And you're just saying, as you're going around being awesome, if you had a magic wand, what would you change? This is again, very opportunistic where Fred can just unleash his dreaming mind and, and, and some of the frustrations that he deals with on a regular basis can bubble up to the surface. And those frustrations uh, can really help you figure out things that he's doing that entail extra work that you probably don't yet realize he's doing. Okay, here's a third way to approach it. A third question, you talk to Pat and say, Okay, Pat, I love how you take care of our customers. What do you think we could do to provide them a better product or service? And that's unique to your business, of course. But what could we do, Pat, to provide a better value, better experience, better service to our customers? Now, the reason this is impactful is because Pat is probably interacting with the customers on a very frequent basis. And you say, well, why don't I just talk to the customers? Do you know how difficult it is to get customer feedback? I mean, it is great. It's a gold standard, but it is so difficult and costly to get. And when I say costly, I mean, it takes the customer time and you're, you're going to get the ones who have the time, not the people who don't have the time to fill out the surveys, however you get their feedback. Meanwhile, your employees probably hear the main customer concerns over and over and over again. If you will involve the employees in identifying some low hanging fruit on improving something, they'll also be champions for the change. You see, they'll work to make it happen a lot more easily than if you do a customer survey and then tell them, oh, we're going to change things up as a result of oh, what have our, all of our customers said. Essentially, people who work in your company have ideas, and they also have dreams of what could be. They love to talk about these things. When you involve them in the process, the way we involve Sue or Fred or Pat in the process to, to look at opportunity, not problem solving, because problem solving usually ends up with people wondering who you're pinning the blame on. We don't want to do fault finding. We just want to improve things, but we want to see things from their perspective. When you involve employees in the process, you allow them to have greater purpose at work. And that greater purpose generates so much more commitment on their part. Then they see their role in your business as more of like a mini owner. And that's the stuff that corporations dream of. They would love to have everybody come to work and feel like they're a little miniature owner of the business. That's what you can have 
because you have a small business. Now consider this. You hold the keys to the future of your business. Your employees are stuck in the present unless and until you invite them into the future of it. So my work warrior friends, if you want to have a quick win in your business, find the low hanging fruit and ask your employees to help you pick it. Next time, we're going to talk about finding mixed messages and using them to cultivate breakthrough performance in your team and in your business. Until then, remember, work smart and love people to get that workplace edge. Underdog out. Greetings, Workplace Warrior friends. I want to connect with you. And connection is a two-way street. Feel free to leave a podcast review. I greatly appreciate that. I would love to hear what you have to say. And if you want to be first to know what's coming next for the Underdog Workplace Edge community, head over to worksmartlovepeople.com to sign up for email updates. That's worksmartlovepeople.com. And you'll see how you can sign up for email updates.